Amen. Just open yourself to it. You know what I learned a long time ago about God? You don't have to understand Him to enjoy Him. Amen. I'm reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28 and verse number 10. Read down through verse number 17. For all of you that were worried about me this morning, my wife has duly reminded me of my limitations. And my father-in-law chimed in, so I have been thoroughly reminded today. But I will tell you, while I'm preaching, I don't feel anything but His anointing. And I'm not trying to be foolish, but I just figure this way. If that kind of anointing can come, it can keep me. Amen. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious tonight. Genesis chapter 28, verse number 10. Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place, put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached in heaven or it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac the land whereon thou liest To thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And to thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread broad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And to, and in thine, in thee, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in the places whither thou goest. And will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee nor will I not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. Verse 16 says, And Jacob awaked out of his sleep. And he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid. He was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, the gate of heaven. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight from these verses of Scripture. I want to talk to you about the gate of heaven. 
Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. My assignment tonight is not easy, but I believe it is doable. It is to somehow challenge your mind and your thinking. The way that you look at and respond to this place that you sit in tonight. My prayer is that God will give all of us a new attitude toward this house. A new vision. A better understanding. A perception of what it really is. Amen. That my spirit and your spirit could so be affected by what we encounter in this place. His divine presence. That we will never, ever again look at this place in the same way we have before. I really don't know how the community looks at us. I would hope they view us fairly. I don't know what people who drive by this place on a daily basis think about us or how they view it. Some, no doubt, think it's just a commercial building. I've had people tell me they didn't even know it was a church. I said, can you not read? There is a sign out front. I didn't say that, but I thought it. There are other unknowing people that think it's just another religious establishment. It's just another church. A banker who drives by sees a boost in the local economy. Perhaps a contractor views possible ways to make money in the future. But you and I can never view this place in that way. This can be no commonplace. It's not just a building of metal and plywood and sheetrock and two-befores. But it's far more than that. It's not just another building and it's not simply another location. I, I believe that something transformative is happening at Greater Life Church. I, I believe that there's something happening in the spirit realm that is trying to usher us into a new atmosphere and into a transformed way of looking at the church. I think personally that God is trying to re rewire my mind so that I think God thoughts, so that I view things through His lens and through His perspective. I believe, I don't know about you, but I feel like personally that God has been elevating my expectations so that when I go to prayer, I don't go hoping that I will touch God. I go knowing that He's waiting on me to visit with Him. Amen. 
I don't go to prayer wondering if the Lord's going to hear me. I go there feeling like it is a rendezvous, that something is going to happen. God is going to inspire me. He's going to speak to me. He's going to show me something that I have not seen or give me a clearer understanding. I don't want you to just see this place in the natural and through the natural eye, but I want us to be able to see it through the spiritual eye and with a spiritual understanding. And I am praying that God will do a transformation in all of us, not just a few of us and not just those that are more easily touched, but I am asking God for every individual in this building tonight to be so affected by this place and the presence of God that is in this place. That they do not view it as just a rectangular building, but it seems to them to be a gateway. It seems to them to be a door that opens to them greater things. Amen. I understand that there is a difference between sight and insight. Amen. All of us are blessed with sight. But not everybody has insight. Not everyone has the ability to see beyond the present. No, we are not all blessed with that ability, but I believe God is wanting to touch us in such a way that we do begin to see further and deeper and we elevate our expectation. You see, sight is the ability to see. Insight is the ability to see further. It's the ability to see deeper. It's looking beyond. Vision is that ability that comes natural, but insight is something that God has to give us. Revelation. And that's what I've been praying for. God, when I read this word, I don't want it to be just a letter or a law. I want it to be something that is is like a light that comes on in my mind. And there's a revelation that comes to me when I read this word that will empower me to live more in alignment with your will. And I am praying for that for the entire congregation tonight. I am praying that we will all be transformed. I am somehow tonight asking the Lord, and maybe it's a stretch, but I don't believe it to be so, that as Jacob awakened in that place and he realized that something had happened, he didn't understand it all and he didn't know all that had happened, but there was an awakening to Jacob in that place where he was. And that awakening made him aware of some things, some things that had changed. And I pray that his response will be our response. Genesis 28 and 17 said that he was afraid. I love that word. Not that he was fearful of God, but he was awestruck at what God was doing. He was so astonished at what he awakened to that he could not believe his own eyes. 
than what he was experiencing. And he said, it is a dreadful place. It is an awe-inspiring place. There's something going on here that makes my mouth drop open. There's something here happening in this place that makes my mind blow up. I can't even comprehend or put uh, my hands around what I sense is in this place tonight. And Jacob experienced something there that altered his view of that place. And I am asking God for that same kind of experience for Greater Life Church. You see, the land where Jacob found himself was nothing special. As a matter of fact, it was just another piece of dry, rugged, barren landscape of the promised land. Nothing unique about it and nothing unusual. And let me also add that there was nothing that Jacob had done to that point that merited this kind of visitation. But God showed up. And when God showed up, that changed everything. Hallelujah. This may have been a gym at one time. It may have been used for a lot of other activities in the past. But I want to tell you right now, it's the church of God. And it is the gateway to heaven. And when we enter into this place, there ought to be an expectancy that rises in my heart. There ought to be something in my spirit that reaches out for what God is wanting to reveal. Amen. Church services. You start out just like it has so many times in our church services. You start out singing a song you're so familiar with, and then somewhere along the way, the Spirit catches hold, and you get ushered into another atmosphere. You can feel it. You can sense it. It's like an updraft. It's like the wind begins to breathe, blow, blow through this place. You feel a resuscitation. You may have been tired and weary. You may have been distracted, but all of a sudden, your mind becomes in a line with Him, and you begin to think more godly thoughts, and you begin to pursue Him with a greater vehemence and desire. Why? Because His presence has awakened the mind to the reality and the possibilities that of what could happen and what will happen if you just open your eyes and realize who's here. Amen. I'm glad you're here tonight. I love you. But if you weren't here, I'd still have church. Because I prayed and I believe that prayer is answered and I believe that God is in this place. And that's all that really matters to me. I don't care who gets the credit. I'm not up here for you to applaud me. All I want to be is just an instrument and a channel that God can work through. But what I really want you to know is that you're not just in any location. You're not in just any kind of building. But you have entered into the very place where God dwells. And you have entered into a place that is a gate to heaven. Amen. Jacob experienced something there that changed him. It changed him. In the experience of that night, Jacob recognized something. And he said, this is none other than the house of God. The dwelling of the Shekinah. The abode of God Almighty. This is not just a sleeping place. 
but it is a sanctified place. Amen. It is a sanctified place. He said this is the gate of heaven. It's not just a place to go, but it is a passageway to something. It is a door. It's an opportunity. It's a chance to enter into the heavenlies and to experience heavenly things. You know what I believe? I believe things ought to happen around here that we can't explain. I believe there ought to be things that transpire in this building that even a doctor could not explain. Or the educated mind of the religious man could not explain. I believe there ought to be such works of the Holy Ghost that a man or a woman who comes in here as messed up as life could mess them up. In a moment of time, the Spirit of God could transform their life and put them on the path to a better place. Amen. Amen. Oh God, help us tonight that we might be able to see and recognize what this place is. It is not a house of entertainment. Amen. I said it's not a house of entertainment. This platform is not a place of entertainment. It is not a house of amusement. It is not a house of merchandise. But it is none other than the house of God. The gate of heaven. I pray that it will never be the same again for any of us. That when we start preparing to come, we realize that we're not coming. It may not be that we're coming to an experience. That something is going to happen. It may not be the same way every service. There may be some services where we feel like we're in heaven already. But there's going to be times when the deep of God's spirit is going to be in poured out in this place and we're going to be in waters we can swim in and God's going to bring us to places that we need to be but that's got to happen up here when we walk through those doors we have to realize where we are we are in the house of God and this my friend is the gate of heaven hallelujah amen amen when God meets with men There are possibilities beyond our imagination. And I believe that we can have a little bit of heaven on earth. Amen. I love what Jacob experienced. The Bible said as he dreamed, there was a ladder that was set up from earth to heaven. And angels ascending and descending. I believe there ought to be things happening in here where angels are dispatched and they hear our prayer and they take those needs up into the heavens and they present them to the Lord and say, Lord, here's what they're praying about. What are you going to do? And God steps up and said, i tell you what I'm going to do. Here, take this down to them. And they come right back down and they bring to us the prayers that we have prayed and the answers that we need and the provision that we... You say, that's kind of crazy, Brother Hughes. What Whatever it is, I believe that something can happen in this place where divine transactions take place. Where God can take from us the prayers that we pray and bring back to us the answers that we need. I love the word he's used here. It is a dreadful place. Not a place to be afraid of, but a place that is awe-inspiring. I believe there ought to be things that happen around here that are astonishing. Amen. 
You say, I, I don't know how that happened. Neither do I. But God is the God of the impossible. I, I, I didn't think they could do that. I, I didn't think they could be that anointed. Neither did I. But God is the God of the impossible. I, I didn't think they'd ever pray. But I'm telling you that God is the God of the impossible. I didn't think I'd ever see them in an altar. I didn't think I'd ever see them lift their hand. But I'm here to tell you that God is a God of the impossible. I believe in astonishing things ought to happen here. I believe inspiring things ought to happen here. And I believe that generating out of this place ought to be a greater and greater respect for the presence of God that when He shows up, anything can happen. Amen. There ought to be something about this place that makes the hair on the back of your head stand up. I don't know if you know what goosebumps are, but when you come in here, you ought to feel them. Amen. Some of you don't know what that's about, but some of you do. Amen. You say, well, I'm not into that emotion. This isn't emotion. This is a real, genuine touch of God that when people, when when the soul recognizes there's something supernatural here, there's something out of this world here, there's something I've never seen here, there's something I've never experienced here, and you begin to recognize, hey, this is God's house. This is, and not only is it God's house, but He's made it a gateway where I can go into the heavenlies. I can experience from that world the things that I help me in this world. Come on, clap your hands to Him right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell you what we don't need around here is performance. Amen. If you want to make me mad, just try it. Amen. I want to do things right. I want to do things orderly. I want them to be with excellence. I don't believe we should ever do anything sloppy. If you play an instrument, you ought to play it like you're playing it directly before the throne of God with as much skill as you. The Bible said to play skillfully upon those instruments. But we're not here to let our talent be seen. We're here to simply be a tool that ushers people's minds towards someone greater, someone with the power to change their lives. Somebody that has the ability to alter their destination and put them back on the right path. Amen. Amen. What makes this place special? As much as I love our location, it's not the location. What makes this place special is not the construction, although I believe it is a beautiful place. I'm sure there's a lot of other places that are more ornate, but I love what we have here. It's not even the cost of it. It's not the decor, the carpet, the colors, the seats, the lights, the sound, the technology or the instruments. What makes this place the special place that it is, is what you experienced a little while ago when you began to lift your voice and you felt like there was someone from another world in here. Hallelujah. Hey, what is that? Well, that's the presence of God. I don't understand that. Well, you don't have to understand it, but you can experience it. 
Amen. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And that sound made a change in the atmosphere of Jerusalem. So that men came and wanted to know what's going on in this house. Wouldn't it be great that things generated in this place, heavenly things that were transpiring in here, would cause people to stop on that highway and turn into our parking lot and say, hey, what's going on in there? What is this I feel in this city? What is it I feel when I come on this property? Amen. What is it? It's the house of God. It's the presence of the Almighty. It's the gate of heaven. The best place for you to be is in this place tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The gate represented opportunity. It represented safety. Amen. That's what all ought to be felt and experienced in this building. When people come in here, they ought to feel safe. They ought to feel loved. Amen. They ought to feel like they belong. I don't care what they look like, smell like. I don't care what their nationality is. I don't care if they look like they belong or they don't look like they belong. When they walk through those doors, I want them to be welcomed with such love that they say, Hey, I don't know what's going on here, but I do like what I feel. Amen. The gate represented a chance, and that's all some people need, just a chance. They just need an opportunity. The gate represented prospects and promises. And when people come into this place, they ought to have that same opportunity. It shouldn't be church as usual. It shouldn't be just another service. It shouldn't be just religion as it's always been. There's got to be something going on in here. That's why our worship is so important. That's why it is critical that when we're here, that we follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. We do have a service plan, but I've told them a long time ago, this doesn't mean anything. If we don't connect to Him, throw that out the window and find a way to connect to Him because more important than a song is the presence of God and we can sing anything as long as He is here, then miracles are going to happen and things are going to change and people are going to leave transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, clap your hands to the Lord and help me right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's why when you go out and start talking to people and you start talking about this church, I don't want you to invite them to a building. I want you to invite them to an experience. And you better be prepared for them when they do come to know what to do to help them experience this experience. Amen. What I want us to see in this place is that this church serves as a gateway. Amen. It serves as a gateway. When a person walks through these doors, they have opened their life to the best that heaven can offer. Amen. I said when they walk through those doors, they have opened their life to the best that heaven can offer. 
that whatever heaven represents, they can experience it. Whatever heaven offers can be theirs. That when they walk into this place, there has been an atmosphere of prayer and supplication and fasting that has gone into preparation. So that when we enter this building and individuals come who are broken and their lives are ruined and scarred, that they will feel something transforming them and opening to them the possibilities that they could not find on a bar stool or by way of a needle or by way of some illicit relationship. But when they come into this house, something happens. Something happens that transforms their lives. I want to tell somebody here tonight that your best opportunity for success in life happened when you walked through those doors back there. Amen. The best opportunity for you to get your life together happened when you came in this building. You say, that's kind of arrogant. No, it's not arrogant. That's just understanding what this place is. It's the house of God. And it is the gateway to heaven. And there's so much in heaven that you need and you ought to enjoy. That if I could just get you to get a little taste of it. Amen. Amen. Best opportunity that you and I will ever have as a man or a woman is found when we walk through those doors. The best opportunity to beat addiction to overcome bad habits, to overcome failures, to correct bad decisions is, is, is offered to you and I when we walk through those doors. When we sit and listen to the Word of God. When we respond to the preaching. When we worship and pour our soul out before Him. There's a doorway open that said, come on. Come on up a little higher. There's better things to do than waste your life. There's better things to do than just drum it away with, uh, with, with, with uselessness. There's things better for your life than the drugs or the alcohol or the, the illicit lifestyle. Whatever it is they're, they're addicted to when they walk through the those doors there's a door that opens to another world because people in here understand what this is this is the house of God amen somebody say the house of God come on say it again this is the house of God say this is the gate of heaven oh yes you say that sounds arrogant whatever you want to call it I just call it faith That God has given us the opportunity to understand where we are and what He's wanting to do. The best opportunity for breaking the cycles and curses of life is found when you walk through these doors. Amen. The best opportunity for your family. You hear me? The best opportunity for your marriage is found when you walk through those doors back there. I don't care how bad things may be. You just keep bringing it to the altar and God can heal it and make it work. Amen. I remember preaching a revival in the valley and there was a couple that came one of the first nights of our revival. Didn't ha- I didn't even know who they were. Didn't have a clue. Even the pastor didn't know. But somebody had invited them and they had come. And I noticed that they didn't stand together at the altar. And I thought, well, you know, sometimes men stand on one side, women on the other. But that wasn't the case at all. <clears throat> After we prayed that night, God filled both of them with the Holy Ghost. They came back to the pastor and said, Pastor Stanton, 
you didn't know this and the preacher didn't know this, but we had already decided yesterday that we were going to get a divorce and we had already agreed on the terms and then somebody invited us to this service tonight. And while we were sitting here and heard the Word of God, something began to change in our heart. And we decided that we're going to throw those divorce papers out the window and we're going to... And you know what? That was... 29, 30 years ago. And those people are still living together as husband and wife. And they're still prospering in the kingdom of God. Why? Because they came into the house of God. And a door opened to a better life. And the door said, come on. You want freedom? Come on. You want healing? Come on. You want deliverance? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you need something that the doctor can't do for you, you can find it here in the presence of the Lord. Come on, stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen. The best things in life ought to be found in this place. Amen. I don't care how thrilling Six Flags is. I don't, I, I don't care how, how enticing <clears throat> Mickey Mouse land is. There ought to be something experienced here that no worldly venue can duplicate. Oh, they're trying to imitate it all the time. No concert can do it. Uh, no, no play can do it. Nothing, nothing can match the presence of the Almighty. Man, what we have experienced here tonight <clears throat> has been a little bit of heaven. You know what I, I, I believe that there ought to be visitations that take place in this building that we just scratch our head and say, man, again? Again? Somebody said, Brother Hughes, is it ever going to end? I hope not. Brother Clyde's with him saying, come up higher. Brother Clyde, I pray one night you're playing those keyboards and all of a sudden gravity loses its hold and we all start going up. Uh, That's when I want it to end. I don't want it to end any time before then. And I believe there's too much on the line, church, for us to miss what God is doing right now. Something's got to happen up here. Something's got to happen in here so that when we come... We're not just coming to church. We're not just coming to, to, to something we've done all of our life, but we come with expectation. We come with anticipation. We come with our eyes looking. What is God going to do tonight? Who's God going to touch right now? What, what's God going to perform in this service? You say, are you a performance minded person? I am when it comes to God. Because I believe He's a God who does great things. Amen. And I believe He wants to. Amen. Say it with me. This is the house of God. This is the house of God. This is His dwelling. Amen. This is, this is where He likes to hang out. 
That's why you feel like you feel. That's why you sense something beside you and there's nobody there. Oh yeah, there's somebody there. As a matter of fact, not only there, but all around you. Angels. Amen. Angels. You say, Brother Hughes, are you afraid of saying that? I'm not afraid. I don't think we say it enough. I don't think we have our eyes open enough to realize just how surrounded we are by God's angels. Man. I don't think any of us really know just how deeply God wants us to have this. He died for us to have it. We hadn't gone that far yet. But he died so we could experience this. Amen. He went through agony so I could be transformed. So that I would never be the same again. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful for the house of God? Amen. Anybody thankful for the house of God? The gate. The gate. The gate of heaven. The door. The opening into another world. Amen. Take somebody by the hand near you right now. I want us just to begin to pray, God, transform our mind concerning the church. Transform our mind, the things that we think about the church and how we view this place, Lord. God, somehow bring to my heart that expectation, that sense of urgency. Oh, that you are here. That you're in this place right now. If you need something from Him, you can receive it right now. If you're here and you need a touch from God, just lift your hands right now. And God will touch you right where you are. If you need deliverance tonight, the deliverer is in the house. He can break every chain. He can break every fetter. He can loose you from whatever it is that torments you. Oh, yes, come on. Come on, people of God. Come on. Recognize where you are right now. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. If you need help, the Lord can help you right now. If you need help, the Lord can help you right now. If you need a way made, He can make a way right now. Oh, yes, He can. Ah, yes, come on. That's it. Just pour it out. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, you are in this place right now. I recognize your presence. Oh, Lord. God, I need.